week on Erotic Awakening, self-collaring, meatloaf, and Dan finds it hot. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. We want to thank all of our patron supporters. Head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening today and get your bonus content and support the show. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. How are you now? I'm doing okay. <laughs> I've had a weird day. You have had a weird day. So, yes, indeed. We are currently in the Arizona, though, for the winter. Mm-hmm. And checking out our new digs and our new spot and getting used to dry dirt. I, I tell you, though, <laughs> we'll come back. I tell you what, you know what? We're going to come back to things that are hard to get used to in Arizona. Okay. All right. But Don't forget. So, Dawn, you have been my colored human for 20-some years now. 20-so. In March, it will be, what the hell will it be? 23 years in March. So you are my colored bellet. Mm-hmm. And along the way in those years, I have had colored submissives. I have had colored slaves. Mm-hmm. I have met a Pets variety. of and followers. Pets and... and followers. But I've met a variety of of missives and slaves who were collared to other people, as well as those who are not collared to other people, as well as dominants that were, and leaders type, whatever terms they wanted to use that had collared people and sometimes that they were single and they had not collared anybody. And all that makes total sense to me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Over the last couple of years, I've been hearing people refer to themselves as self-collared. And I actually, I I'm just I'm having trouble wrapping my head around what that means or what they what that actually what I can, the what yeah basically. I can kind of see it and I can kind of get the the feel of it but I also run submissive roundtables so I I meet more people in you know different areas and doing different things but I'm curious what this means to this person well that even makes it more confusing to me but fortunately for us on the pot today on the podcast we have Lord Allen the co-host of Kinky Tavern, as well as a presenter. And Lord Allen, you identify as self-collared. Is that correct? I am. I am in a self-master-slave dynamic with myself. So I am master, owner, slave, and property to myself. That, I uh, just off what you've just said, I'm afraid I'm going, what? I just don't get it. <laughs> Do me a favor. Give me a little bit of background on who you are and Let's lead that into how you took that journey into becoming self-collared. So I've been in the community for about eight years, off and on, currently on. (laughs) And I did not find myself fulfilled by a lot of the dynamics that I was a part of, just solely being a part of them. I also struggled a lot at the beginning of my journey with self-love and self-sacrifice. And in my practice, it's almost like a spirituality. I practice radical self-ownership and radical self-love. I like those two terms. So what does radical self-ownership mean to you? It means owning every single part of myself, the good parts, the bad parts, the, you know, really dark and scary parts. I say I'm master to myself because I am the only one who deserves that part of me. Yeah. So I practice radical self-love. So that just means loving every single part of myself, even the dark and scary bits. 
because that's who I am. I can't remove those and still be myself. Right, right. So you said that you're the only one that deserves that part of yourself. So mm-hmm. do you see yourself? I mean, we're going to ask more about the the self-ownership, obviously. But do you see yourself ever looking for another master to be part of that dynamic? Or does this feel like the way it is? And And actually, before you answer that, or another slave. And oh, I don't know yeah. what side of the slash you would live on if you were not living on the side that you're on now. Which is both. Right. Um, so I actually, I live solely on the right side of the slash or the S side of the mm-hmm. slash. Okay. I am the only one who gets to see the dominant side of me. That is because I have some trauma related to being a dominant early on whenever I entered into the community. So I decided for myself that I love that side of me and I still want it to be a part of me, but I don't trust other people. Okay. So to answer your question, Don, yeah, I am open to having another D-type come in. I already have a D-type which is my Prince X M. We run on a royal court dynamic in a royal court system. And, you know, their dominance doesn't negate mine ever. So it would be the same thing for somebody else coming in and wanting to be that kind of D-type role for me. Whatever you want to do doesn't negate what my contract that I have with myself says. Now, when you say that contract, are you saying that as a discussion or is that a physically, I have sat down, I have wrote down the things that are important to me and I'm committing to those things? I have an actual contract. A lot of slaves and people in MS Dynamics have contracts and I am a rule follower. So if I have it written down that I go to bed at this time, I eat at these times, I have time in the morning where I kneel and I worship myself because master and slave is God and we worship master and slave every day. So I do have a contract. It is a physical contract and it says all of those things in it. So, all right. So you have a contract with yourself Mm -hmm. as in, all right, so I'm picturing this. So you have a contract with yourself. You have, let's say, like bedtimes and eating times, like you said, mm-hmm. and then you have another dominant. So your dominance of self comes first. So it sounds like yes. this is what I'm hearing. It sounds like so that's hierarchical. Your master side is over your dominance, dominant side. It, it, just go with the verbiage. <laughs> We're trying to figure this out. Sure. Um, so that means if your dominant said, no, 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 I want your bedtime to be such and such, does your contract with self outweigh their order? So I just want to say, first and foremost, I am a autistic person who has a PDA mm-hmm. profile. That okay. means persistent demand avoidance. Okay. So if my dominant ordered me to do anything, I wouldn't be doing it anyways. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Sounds like my son. Um, um. <laughs> my dominant politely asks me to do things. 
And because mm-hmm. I love them so, so much and I love to see them happy, I do do those things. But yes, so my contract and my self-MS dynamic comes first always. Okay. If I have another person that wants to come in, everything on my contract is an open conversation. Okay. That's cool. It, so it's it not negotiable. like, it's not like it's a static take it or leave it. It's, it's conversational and may or may not be changeable. Absolutely. If I have somebody who comes in who wants to, you know, control my bedtimes, and if I find a good flow with that person and my master says that it's okay, then we can negotiate those bedtimes. Sure. Your master as in your inner master. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yep. Just trying to picture all this because (laughs) so... My question is, and let me see if I can verbalize this because right now it's just a feeling. <laughs> so my question now, see, never mind. I just answered it myself. So I was going to be like, so are you actually in a power dynamic if your inner master is always the boss? Have you really given any power over to another dominant? And that, but I answered my own question in my head because that would be like, Dan, you have a collared submissive is the verbiage I'm going to use that also has a dominant. That doesn't mean that you and her don't have a power exchange relationship. Right. She's got another dominant that's hierarchical, hierarchical top boss. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I'm picturing it in my head. We're good. So mm-hmm. yes, you still have a power dynamic with your dominant, regardless of the fact that you have an inner master that's hierarchical over that other person. There's power exchange on both sides. Yes. And as a matter right. of fact, I am in a CNC dynamic with myself. Ooh, explain that. So CNC, consensual non-consent. Mm-hmm. How does that work with yourself? So the way that my dynamic works with myself is I'm in a CNC dynamic. Yes. There are things on my contract that I absolutely detest doing. There is not one day that I will ever like doing it. But master says I do it, I do it. Because again, I'm a rule follower. So if I were to not have those things written down, I would not be doing them. Right. Dan, do you see my list up on the cabinet that says Dawn? (laughs) Thou shall do these one, two, three, four, five, six things every morning that I hate to do. And I don't always do them. (laughs) It sounds like you're a rule follower in that if you write them down, you will do it. That's I, awesome. I love, Dawn, how excited you've gotten about this because I also have hit the point of the aha of recognizing. Did you? Good. Yeah. That for me, my perception of this is that it is a, it's like any other power exchange contract. It, the, the basis of it is about commitment. It is yes. about commitment and discipline. Self-discipline. And, that's what I was writing down. And that's, in this case, this is what you're building for yourself as a commitment to self and a, a self-discipline commitment. Let mm-hmm. me ask you this, though. Do you ever get pushback from people in the power exchange community who would say something perhaps like, well, if you're not surrendering to a different human being, you're not truly surrendering? So I'm oh, okay. <laughs> asking. <laughs> Uh, I do get that often, and um, I ask them to define what surrender means to them. Okay. Because surrender can mean something different to everyone. 
But to me, it means putting aside my feelings and doing something that I need to do and doing something that benefits not only myself, but maybe the person around me. Mm, Nice. Very cool. I just see this as a technique, Dan. I know you can't really jump in with something, but I see this as a technique of Dan and I are always working on our discipline, as in self-discipline, always working on the next best thing to do for ourselves. And this feels like such a tool for that. And not just a tool, that kind of minimizes it, but very empowering for self. So... You know, that that part of me is like kudos for figuring that out for yourself. Was there a part in the journey for you that started with self-coloring that when you came to the idea of, you know, I'm, I'm tired of, I'm going to color myself. Was it because of frustration of not finding what you were looking for in the community? Was it okay. just a great idea that came out of nowhere? Was it something else that, that maybe someone else suggested or, or mentioned and you said, well, why? Hey, that would work great for me. Yeah. How'd you figure out this as an idea? So I want to shout out my really awesome friend, TBHM of Baby Sub or Lulu, who is actually self-colored herself. Her self-coloring is majorly different from mine, just like everybody's is. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I decided to do it was, first of all, I have not met someone who is willing to accept the type of surrender that I would be offering. I have also not met anybody who is worthy of that kind of surrender. And whenever I was talking to Lulu on my podcast, The Kinky Tavern, I had a lot of realizations about myself. And as I was listening to her speak about it, I was thinking about using it, as you said, Don, a tool for myself and it started off as a tool to Mm -hmm. help me do the things that I need to do without somebody having to tell me to do them. And then it flourished and bloomed into this beautiful garden that is just me loving myself for everything that I am and me owning myself for everything that I am. And being able to do those things without hesitation because I know I need to do them. Right. Fantastic. Is there any sort of a punishment dynamic in that self-collared power? I am so glad you asked that too. I do have punishments. I actually just finished one today. The punishment was I have an eternity collar. And I absolutely Mm -hmm. detest it. I hate it. I don't want to ever wear it again. But in my contract, it states that I have to wear uh, my collar to all leather events Mm. and all kink events. So I give myself three times. And if I haven't done it three times in a row, the punishment follows. Because then it's a pattern. Mm -hmm. Right. And we want to not have patterns like that. So. The punishment was that I had to wait for two weeks to get the collar that I actually want, which my friend is actually helping me make. Very cool. That would be fun. So another question for you then with the eternity collar. If you're open 
to another dominant, and this is going to be slightly off topic, maybe, do you find that wearing a collar gets in the way of that? Or is that okay because you are collared? Does that make sense? Well, yes. I am actually coming up on two years with my dominant currently uh, with Mix M Dizzy. Mm -hmm. Um and we are discussing collaring options for me uh, and kind of what that's going to look like um, because we don't see each other all the time. We're actually long distance. Uh, right. They live in Kansas. I live in Colorado. And we decided that my collar can come off for the times that they are there because it does not negate the dynamic that I still have with myself. Mm -hmm. None of my protocols that I have with M will ever come between the protocols and rules that I have with myself. Oh, I was just wondering about that because <laughs> sometimes. So you were already collared to yourself before you met your current dominant. No, friend. actually. No. Oh, afterwards. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we started doing the Kinky Tavern. I think it was like two or three months after I met them. They had already started the Kinky Tavern in like August of the year before. Mm -hmm. And then we met in January at the very beginning of the year. And I came on in like March. And then I started doing the scheduling for, you know, episodes that we have. And then I had Lulu on, mm -hmm. which kind of changed my entire viewpoint on DS dynamics as a whole. And I collared myself in November so I'm coming up on my year anniversary with myself. I believe it is the 25th. It is the 25th. I had to check my calendar. <laughs> so I cool. have been in a dynamic with myself for almost a year. Wow. Very cool. Mm -hmm. I see that you teach a class as well called Diary of a Self-Collared Slave. If people wanted to find out more about that or just more about you or your podcast, where would they go? You can find me on FetLife at Allen's World 111. You can also find me on Facebook. It's Bootblack Allen. And those are the two places I mainly exist. But if you really wanted to find the classes that I'm teaching, you can check my FetLife. Fantastic. Lord Allen, hang out with us uncomfortably for a few minutes while we wrap this thing up. Dawn, we can't go running off and checking people's FetLife profile right now because we have to jump on an airplane. We do. So we leave for Minnesota in just a couple of days for the Naughty Revival, which is going to be a lot of fun. And then we are back here in Phoenix and then Tucson and then Maryland and then Pennsylvania and then Florida in upcoming events. Indeed. So keep up with all of our events, book news and discounts and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And get your EA shout out like Summer from Oregon. And Steve from Montana. Head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. Awesome. Awesome. So, Dan, yes, Ohio Hedgehog reached out to me today. <laughs> I got a text from him mm -hmm. and he said, I'm going to send you an oldie, but a goodie. I do not know this one until you introduced it to me. And I'm an oldie and a goodie. So I will be the him if you will be the her. Okay. So my safe word is meatloaf. Fine, but unusual. Why? I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we have an, we have an affinity for meatloaf, don't we? We do have an affinity for meatloaf. 
the actual the the, the person. person, not yeah. necessarily the food. We got the we fortunately got to see Meatloaf while he was between huge things, and we got to see him at a bar. We did. We got to see him in a bar in Ocean City, Maryland, and we were close enough that when he flung his long hair, we were covered in sweat. <laughs> that is not as hot as you think it is. Uh, Lord Allen, what part of the world are you in, in general? I am in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Oh, well, you are not oh. too far from us. We were there last year. We were there last year, but the difference between where you are in Colorado Springs and where we are in very deep South Arizona is that you probably have snow still, or at least coldness. Oh, my gosh. And I come from Oklahoma. I'm actually from Oklahoma, Chickasaw Nation. And mm -hmm. I have never experienced cold like this. I don't know why I decided to move where the air hurts my face. <laughs> well, the weird thing for me about Arizona is one of the weird... And Dawn, you tell us a weird thing about being in Arizona. It's so hard to keep track of what month we're in for me. For example, you saw a sign that said so-and-so concert in November. Right. I'm walking around in sandals and shorts and like, oh, November, who cares about that? That's still, oh my God, that's now. Right. And the dude next to us has Christmas lights on his palm tree. Right. So it's like Christmas. Oh my God. Thanksgiving is coming. Christmas is coming. But it's 85 degrees today. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that, that's a little hard to get used to. The other thing is, is that we just came from green. When we left Arizona last year and we got into Tennessee and Kentucky and mm -hmm. things like that, it was like, oh, my God, it's green again. Thank goodness. But then we hoofed it cross country and left the green behind a few weeks ago. It's really hard. I'll get used to it in a couple of weeks. I know this because we did it last year, but it is hard to get used to not seeing green trees and mm -hmm. flowers. And now every time I see a flowering desert bush, I'm like, oh, color. <laughs> Look at the yellow. So, so, Lord Allen, if you're from Colorado or if you're in Colorado Springs, do you by chance uh, know someone named Minkari who used to live there a long, long, long time ago? Uh, I do not. Well, that's no surprise at all. That was, that's like, I, I work for a company that has 5,000 people and they're like, oh, well, you must know Bob. No, I don't know. Uh, I would have been surprised if you knew. But a funny story, Don. I, I had a poly weekend with Minkari just this past weekend. Mm -hmm. And this is, Arizona is her home turf now. She lives here now. And I said, well, I know there's this one cool place, one cool coffee shop that you and I went to a year ago. As in ago, me and you, yes. That I was, I go, oh, I'm going to surprise Minkari and take her to this coffee shop she's never been to before. And it's right here. But she says she doesn't do coffee shops, right? right? I asked her on the way. You don't, you do, no, I don't do coffee shops. Great. We're getting, we drive 40 minutes across in Phoenix, big ass town, right? We drive 40 minutes. We get there. We're walking in that direction. I'm just so happy I've got to surprise this person. And we're about a block away. And she looks around and she says, oh, Jared's Coffee Shop is near here. There's a BDSM munch there. That's how I know it. I was deflated. I tell Aww. you, I was deflated. The oh, one no. place you knew in Phoenix that you could surprise her with and she already knew it. Because there was a BDSM munch there. Who would have known? Right. Right. Oh, it's a fabulous coffee shop, though, because we went there last year yep. when we stopped in Phoenix. And it's got artwork and jewelry and all the all the nibbly bits that are are fun in a coffee shop. So, so I thought that was a funny story. 
one of the things that they had in that coffee shop is a lot of art. Then they had a huge monstrous octopus on the wall. Did they? But uh, not like the one Enigma sent you. So on our Discord, we have a not safe for work channel for our patrons. And that's where they put all the tentacles that they know that I like. My tentacle porn. And Enigma sent something this time. It was hot tentacle sex with the suckiness on the on the nipples. This is why we should How's do a video for... podcast <laughs> exactly. so people can see the hot. You can see my little hands and my... <laughs> well, I was surprised because Dan said, hey... This is supposed to be a Dawn thing, but that's fucking hot. This is stuff is starting to get to me. I, I am finding the more and more of the tentacle stuff. It's and then, hot stuff, right? When it's not real octopus and it's... <laughs> and, and, and Lord Allen, you can attest as when we had our camera on a little bit ago, you probably noticed there was indeed some hot tentacle stuff up on the wall. Uh, right over my show. Oh, I do see it. Okay. You know that was a gift from someone a couple of weeks ago in Kansas City. Yep. So uh, someone at the club painted it and someone else gifted it to we, me. So We haven't hung a lot of arts in the new house yet, but we got that one hung up. Indeed. Indeed. Whoops. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful artwork. <laughs> Take a moment to support the podcast. Get... Where did you go? We don't <laughs> Take a moment to support the podcast. You can support us on Patreon. Early access to the podcast is what you'll get. Free version of an audiobook called Polyamory Toolkit. More free ebooks, exclusive chats, member only discounting, discord access, and so much more content. You got so lost. I was checking out my tentacle, man. <laughs> Help others find us. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Join the conversation with us and other listeners. Use the link on the Erotic Awakening website for our growing Discord channel. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us on FetLife as Dan and Dawn. We're Erotic Awakening on Instagram. I'm just not going to rush anymore. The music's over this part. We can't beat the music. <laughs> Or you can email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Bye Lord Allen. Bye. <laughs>